a.m. on Sundays to noon. So keep an eye out on the Facebook page. Stay tuned to KBU. You're about to encounter the Sudden Radio Project. Stay tuned. clock is getting ready to leave the station get aboard this is the sudden radio project for a long time a contributor connor kearns has uh, rolled up his sleeves and given his best he's a producer writer and director and this this new episode is featuring the work of connor kearns the entire episode will be the work of connor kearns three pieces trouble fire sale and Tom Jones in Seattle. That's right, it's KBOO. Keep your ears open. Come over to my desk. Have a seat. Thanks. Water, coffee, shower. That's a joke. You're not dirty, it's just your shirt, I bet. It's dirty on the floor. Oh, I know. Nobody knows like I do how dirty it is on the floor. I washed my hands. I'm sure you did. I worked the floor for 20 years before I got this office. I was down with the machines and the guys. I got dirty. I had to wash my hands. I washed my hands. I heard you the first time, Steve. It's Steve, right? Demetrius. Oh, sorry. Demetrius, yes, that's right. Well, you got my message? I'm here. You're here, yes. So, so, so I hear I hear there's been some trouble on the floor. I mean, what the fuck's going on down there, Steve? Trouble? Well, you're right. The trouble is... Some of the gang... 
Well, some of the gang don't like some of the stuff we're making anymore. They don't like the products? Who asked them? Who asked them? You asked me. I asked you, what's the trouble? I told you. But... But we're an industry leader. We're reaching out to the millennial market. We're rated best of. These products, our products, are top of the line. Satisfaction guaranteed. And you're saying the guys don't like them? They don't like the bonuses, 401k, medical, holiday, vacation, jury leave, funeral leave, fat lady leave. Oh, the gang is very happy with the bennies. They just don't like some of the products. But... But... They're good products. Best ever in my 20 plus years. I'm just answering your question. What products, huh? Well... Well, there's... Well, first of all, there's the ironclad black cock. The ironclad black cock. What's the problem with the ironclad black cock? It's perfect. I'm just telling you, they don't like it. Unbelievable. There you go. They don't like the dingle shaft tube pounder either. The dingle shaft tube pounder. What could they possibly not like about the dingle shaft tube pounder? Or the super seascopic nut. Stop. No more. Stop it. I can't hear this. Those are the facts. I'm... I'm stunned. Look at me. Don't I look... Stunned? I'm pissed off is what I am. This is... It's... It's outrageous. Oh, there's another product I just remembered. Well, forget it. I can't forget it. How can I forget it? I look at the damn things all day long. All day. Every day. Not weekends. You're hourly. Oh. You're right. Five days a week. Which is plenty of time to have concerns and feelings about a tulip bifolding kegel pincer. I'm gonna bust a gasket. Are you telling me? Are you telling me? Are you telling? Are you trying to send me over the edge? That's where my career started. I was all in and all over the tulip bifolding kegel pincer. And I never had, nor will ever have, anything but respect for it. Especially after it almost cut off my middle finger. I need my middle finger. I need my job. I assume you want to keep yours, Steve. My middle finger? Your job, stupid. It's Demetrius. What is? You're the one asked me up here. You. Yes, you. Boss. Talking to me was your idea, not mine. You're right. I sent you a message. Of course I'm right. But I don't believe you're right about the guys. Not liking the ironclad black cock. And all that business? I've never heard such crap. Well, you aren't down there on the floor, are you, Steve? Why are you calling me Steve? Why does anyone call anyone Steve? You're not on the floor. Your hands are clean, antiseptic. You've got rubbing alcohol on your desk. You get your fingernails manicured every Tuesday for all I know. What do you know about anything, really? You can't talk to me like that. That's the trouble with this place, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? See what I mean? Get out of my office. Get back to work. Yeah. Okay. You do look pissed now. By the way. If we don't make tulip bifolding kegel pincers or the super C-scopic nuts, what in the world would we make? Steve, I asked you a question. Rumballs.
What did he say to you? What did I miss? This, I don't know, old creepy guy just sat down next to Jane. Over there. Right over there on that bench in the food court. I can't believe it. What, those guys? Was it about those guys on the way in? The bods? The meat market, you mean? Yeah, meat. I eat meat. We all eat meat here, right? Jane? He said they're for sale. Whoa, whoa. You mean... Yes, I think. Yes, like, for sale. You know? All uh, of them? In the middle of the day? It, in the middle of the mall? You sure? He was kidding. Wait, what did he say? Like, exactly, Jane. He said exactly, men for sale. And he gave me his card, see? Wait, we are talking about the group of gym rats in shorts in the window? Silly, isn't it? Did he say that explicitly? Oh, wait, wait, before you answer, do you know what explicit means? Do you believe in God? Wait, aren't you Jewish? I believe in God. I went to Christian college. I have a tattoo, but that doesn't change anything. Do you explicitly swear? But you have to have something to swear to. I'm not Jewish. Who asked you? You go ask him, Louise. Don't believe me? Go ask him. Here's his card. Call him. Go knock on his door. Old town, it says. Be my guest. You never believe me. It's a joke. Right? I got cash today. 200 bucks. Did he say how much? You've lost your head, Sally. You, you've lost your compass. You've forgotten who you are, Sally. Where you are. I know where I am. It isn't church. I've never done it. Have you? Done what? What do you think? What do you think? Bought it. Bought it? You mean bought it? Like bought sex? I didn't know you could get it so easily. I'm feeling very... No, it's a joke. It's a joke. There'd be cops all over. With clubs. It's not against the law to exercise in a shop window. It's not. I like exercise. Doing it. Watching it. I have 200 bucks. You've lost all sense of... Of... Of shopping with a purpose? This is a mall. It is shopping, right? It can't be real, can it? Men for sale? Special rates? Give me that card. Let me see. Where did that old bastard go? I didn't see. I just got away from him as fast as I could. Give me that. I'll call him right now. Sally, you're just stupid. Call some dirty old man? Oh, you know, go ahead. You deserve whatever you get. Good, good. I know what I deserve, and I know what I want, at least. I'm one girl who knows what she likes. I don't like your attitude. It's not a phone number, look. It's not a URL? That's not the web. It looks like a code. You know, a code? Like in that movie, a code where you have to have a computer to break it. I'll look it up. Be careful. Card has something on it. it Slimy. Decipher it. What? Ooh, is that sweat? Or grease? Or lubricant? Oh, you are sick, Sally. Are you sick, Jane? I feel strange. Like, I think.
think that old creep got under my skin. Jane, forget it. We're shopping, that's all. What are you smiling about? I got it. It's a server. You know, the cloud. What's it say? What's it say? You don't care, Louise. I'm stupid, Louise. Here, look. It says, men for sale. Look. It's not real, is it? You don't really think it's real, do you? Oh, I don't feel well. Never felt better myself. I feel great. I've got $200 in my purse. Jane, come on, let's do a little shopping. I do not feel well. Jane? My hands are all sweaty. I've never been to church. What's it like? My hands are all sweaty. My hands won't stop sweating. Episode 1, How Our Heroine's Spoiled Neighbor, Monster Whiffle, Made a Pass at Her. Hey, look who's home. Why are you parked in my driveway? Well, I'm uh, just waiting for you, hot stuff. So, what a night tonight, right? It's just, it's so unique. It's like gray Seattle bleak, you know? You didn't walk home in the rain, did you? I mean, you're rich, right? Call a cab, charter a chopper. Or hey, just call me. Yeah, I'll give you the ride of your life. I'm not standing in my driveway in the rain talking to you, monster. Hey, come on. We've never seen this unique a night before. Why hurry? Got a hot date with dad? Hop in the car, panties. I know what you don't want to see. I'd be very surprised. God, I don't know what it is, but I've always wanted to bend you over my knee and spank you real hard. What do you think of that? Come on, give me something, rich girl. You get to live in a mansion, I'm stuck in the dump next door. You get smoked salmon, I get checks. Come on, is that fair? Come on, can't you share just a little? Which kind of checks? Uh, uh, rice checks, mostly? Gluten gives me the farts. Come on, all that money just a few yards away from my yard and I can't touch it, but I can touch you. I'd like to get my hands on your pouting breast and curvy ass. You keep off my ass. You're disgusting. What's all those pieces of paper in your car anyway? You're a disgusting slob. They're, 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 they're lottery tickets, okay? Mega millions today, Powerball tomorrow. I'm seeing someone about it. Don't you feel anything for me? Don't you feel guilty? I mean, look in my eyes. Don't you feel anything stirring in the dark moral triangle where, where when, you, when you look at my shit for life? I mean, you got college. I get turd. My mom won't ask your dad for money. It's just too proud. You got automatic transmission. I got a stick. Doctor says when I'm 40, I'll need a new knee. I mean, who's paying for that, huh, Tom? I say you pay for it. Say you prepay. Man, my fingers itch. I say you hop in and we put down the back seats and we knock a few fantasies out of the park. Bases are loaded right now. Tumble in. Let's make a life together. I'm having a bad day, Munster, so you'll just have to fuck yourself. Come on, Tom, I read the tea. I know all about it. Seriously, we'll be partners. I got a great scheme. I can't believe you don't want a piece. We're done, Monster Whiffle. I got spies, Tom Jones. Spies on your ass. Episode 2. How Tom's titter feed led her to reconsider her relationship with Mr. Perfect Pants. Dad? In here, dearest. 
My email is exploding with this new name thing. You look upset. What's wrong? Dad, look at this titter feed. It says I'm not Tom Resno Perfect Pants. It says my real name is Tom Jones. Tom Jones Pound Sign Mama? Oh, bless me, I hate all this socialist media. You said I was named after the Duchess of Slavonica. No, no, Slavonica, no, dearest. I'm afraid not. I should look at... Yes, it's time. By my digital watch, you're 21, and it's time you were told. Told what? Oh, dear, I must not lie. I'll be blunt. It works sometimes with the stockholders. Um, okay, um... Blunt. Here we go. I'm not your father. I found you one evening after dinner swaddled in my bed. You and I aren't descended from any noble Slovaknikin family. Perfect pants is Czech. Or Makah. I get them mixed up. As for you, I don't know who your parents are. Exactly. Well, a woman claiming to be your mother confessed to my sister, and she promised not to tell. Your father, well, he must remain, he must be the dark mystery. See, you are found. This is so difficult. What a day. I have so much anxiety over identity. Or undercooked shellfish. Oh, I'm feeling nauseous. Oh, dear Lord, the Space Needle Restaurant. It was our anniversary. You see, my dear, Mrs. Perfect Bands, bless her soul, and I went. Food was dreadful. Oh, but the view. Oh, the lights on Queen Anne. The moon over Rainier. The ferry leaving for Bainbridge Island. Anyway, Pat, when we got home, my tummy didn't feel right, and I went straight up to the master. And there you were, bundled on the new pillow top, gurgling and keen. We kept you and named you Tom Jones. Tom for Tom Resno of Slavonica. And Jones because, well, does this make sense? Oh, dear pet, I'm all confused myself. I always taught you, try for the right thing, and I do try. But it isn't easy when every product we make has some bug, not to mention the name change of the company. Did you hear? Look, I have over 10,000 emails already. You don't like Ed and Muffy, do you? It's the one time I really questioned Georgie's judgment. The Indians talked him into it. I'm so used to the name Hard Macros. Oh dear, my dearest girl, I don't care if you're a foundling or not. You're still my sole heir and apple of my eye. A foundling? I'm nothing but a foundling. So who am I? Well, I'm finding out the truth, Dad. I mean, sir, that's all I care about. I don't care about your money or drama. Nothing else matters. Do what you have to, dear. I'm still invited to opening night, aren't I? I'm so proud of you. Another drama major for the world. Yay! Episode 3. How Tom began her quest at the home of Georgie Stockdown Hose, her former lover. <sighs> Tom Resno, are you mad at me? Tom Resno, uh, talk to me. I don't keep oxygen around. Are, are you are you okay? Georgie, let me just... Can I just come in a minute? Then I'm... I'm... I'm gonna get over to school. I have a costume fitting. You're upset. You're upset. You're upset. What happened? 
It, is it the name change? You heard? Well, of course, I'm the one that got the Ed and Muffy rebranding shoved through. Uh, is your dad terribly uh, miffed? It, in India, nothing trivial seemed to matter. I'm making curry. I always make curry when I'm worried. Oh, that name. Curry does smell amazing. How was India? India was crazy. It was difficult. It was, oh, there was shit everywhere. Hey, hey and now, now you're here. Could we have a quick uh, thinking, you know, uh, to make up for lost time? I'm, I'm really stressed, Tom Rez. No, 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 no. That isn't me. I'm Tom Jones. Well, not to me. Tom Rez, Tom Rez, Tom Rez. Listen, listen, listen. My sister warned me this would happen someday. That you'd want to be called Tom. Ugh. Let me cook for you, Tom Rezno. I learned this great veggie green curry recipe. A mommy knows what exactly? Tom Rez, no matter what, I, I still... I love you. I'm still, um, uh, I care about what happens because you see, I'm, 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 it was never so good with anyone else. Your booty, I mean your breasts, brains, I mean everything about you is so good because sex is not, I mean, there's this new research out about how apps are making our brains and genitals work differently. And I, I was a victim. Until India, uh, I mean you. Have you ever been to India? There, what you smell and see is shit. No end of it. Bare asses, shitting in the gutter and... Don't shake hands. Remember that. Very important in India. Spicy food, oven hot restaurants, people blowing their noses on the floor, keep your feet up, the smell of cardamom and shit and curry and shit. Don't think you're unique. Uh, the world is full of people shitting and eating and bathing and doing their laundry. Don't worry about trivialities. Are we having sex? No. Are you staying for curry? Georgie, you're almost as selfish as monster. What did I ever see in you? There's no chance of getting back together. I'm peeing, then I'm leaving your house forever. You are mad at me. I knew it. I knew it. Can I pack you some garlic naan for the road? Episode 4. How Tom could not escape the Stockdown Hose home before being accosted by Georgie's sister, Amalmi. I locked that. I live here. I have a key. You're not leaving this house without talking to me, Tom Jones. Yes, I saw the teat. God, a malmy. Saying your name makes my mouth tired. Let me wash my hands. Excuse me, this bathroom wasn't made for two, you know. I'm done with your brother and my fake dad and titter. It's all fake. I'm going to find something true. That's exactly what Sappho says. This is a magical moment in the bathroom. A mommy wants to, no, needs to, no, has to tell you about sweating. I'm sweating. See my palms? Feel, feel the sweat. Okay, okay, yuck. Why are you so hot? It's like 50 degrees in this bathroom. Doesn't Georgie believe in turning on the heat? Georgie will never turn up the heat for anyone. But I, I will. You understand me? Look at me. Look into my eyes. Press your nose up against mine. You have garlic breath. What's this shit about Sappho? Your brother's into India. You're into Sappho? Listen! Sappho, right? I'll feed you poetry. The freshest parts. You'll never need a fork or a spoon again. I'll use my fingers. Cause Sappho's like bowls of grapes and skewers of lamb and we'll dive into the blue waters together. Even if it's cold, I'll warm you. 
be your nipples ever so small. Listen, this is no time to be safe. This is the time for a window onto a new pink horizon. Listen, you've turned me into your Sappho. I'm so eager to tremble beside you in the night, Tom Jones. Now that you know who you are, I know who I am. I am your woman, Tommy. I am mommy. Take me now. You're a lesbian? I found myself. I found you. Oh my god, not me. Imomi, it's like, music's no good to the deaf. Get it? Who wants a mounds cookie if she can't taste anything? Who wants a woman who's a woman, like me, who wants men? Wait, I'll make Greek coffee. With sweetened condensed milk. Think, Tom, think. Don't you want to drink each other? No, the only woman I want is my mommy! Episode 5. How Tom phoned Hagio Easter, who came to her emotional rescue. My only darling, I'm here. I answered your call. Stop trembling. Stop looking over your shoulder. No one's following. Your heart is pounding. I can feel it in my chest all the way over here. I'm going the speed limit. I always go the speed limit. Well, hurry up. She may come after me. Hagio, she's crazy. She's after my... my... me. My only darling, there's no force in the knowable universe that will successfully come after you now. I'll be your savior, your, your Wookiee. Loyal, you know, and true. Why did I say Wookiee? I've come to your emotional, you know, rescue. Think of this Prius as an armored Mahayana falcon. Blessed. By whom? Let's say, bald monks. Relax. Why don't you let me drive you to a real school where you can unlock the secrets of the quantum universe? We explore mysteries in drama too, Hagio. Don't bash my thing. Don't bash my school. I can't take it. Just hurry up this roller skate and get me down there, okay? I've got a costume fitting. Very well, my only darling. But I have to drive carefully. Denny is very crowded this time of day. Let me just tell you something important. In my flat way of thinking, there's a very high probability we will get married someday. This is because of a simple mathematical formula. Seattle, Washington holds all possible outcomes. You try to find out who is your mother. Seattle is a space with a finite number of romantic outcomes. As long as you don't move away without telling me, I can handle that. I've dropped pins on florists everywhere. There aren't many people who can be your mother, and I can always hire a private detective or threaten to break my oath of non-violence against your family and friends. There's one bastard I could strangle right now! Sorry, my dear one. Why did I use the word bastard? The probability, therefore, that I or you can determine your parentage, my only darling, and that I will propose marriage to you before anyone else, including Monster Wiffle, is a function of love. And the outcome of love is not random, it is hate. Why hate? I meant happiness. Whereas if you were to marry a monster, the outcome would be desolation. Utter desolation! What do you think of my theory? I'm sorry to have deceived you, but we have to pick up my sister along the way. This hybrid automobile is titled to her. Hello, Mahal. You're an hour late, Hagio, you dawdling shithead. Move over, I'll drive. Hi to mommy. Hi, Mahal. I should get out. This is only a few blocks from my study group. Did I tell you we're talking about building our own quantum computer? 
Or we may just roll some dice, you know. I'll call you later, my only darling. Probably. You're the best, Hagio. Thanks. Remember what I said. I'm crying. I'm yours when you need me. Coming to your emotional... Episode 6. How Tom dissuaded Hagio's sister, Mahal, from determining her future bliss. Drop me by the stage door, okay, Mahal? I can't believe you go to this shitty school. Drama? Shit. Just so you know, Monster told me to find you. Okay? But this is as far as I go. I'm not going any closer to your school ghetto. We've got business. Why were you talking to Monster? You're so suspicious. It's just, with such a rich father, I mean, whatever Perfect Pants is now, he won't disinherit you, will he? Why make a fuss? Why not let the titter bullshit blow over? Monster says you've got old Perfect Pants under your pinky finger. Thumb. So everybody in the world knows I'm a bastard? God! Fuck cliches, Tom Thumb. This is adult shit. This is securing your future. You get the DNA fingerprint test, and what if your real mommy is some slut working down there on Madison? What if you graduate from your private you and you end up like Duff McKagan? Who? How will you pay for rehab? And a swami? And all that shit? I got a great idea. Monsters in so good with your dad, perfect pants, or whatever you're calling him. What are you calling Macro Man now? Ed? Muffy? Forget it. This is a great idea. It's so great I could wet my jeans. You marry Monster. He's your first class ticket to the promised land. Hagio's a physics research flunk out. He's never gonna have a dime. He doesn't even own a car. Don't marry my zero brother. You and Monster could own casinos up and down the peninsula. Wouldn't that be amazing? And I could be your financial manager. Mahal, what would be amazing is if you take two fingers and stick one up Monster's ass and one up yours. You're a pussy, Tom. This is the golden opportunity. Aces are high right now. If you don't play, you're gonna regret it. I can't gamble. I'm a drama major. Episode 7. How partway along the quest for filial identity, Tom paused to be confronted by her conscience. Finally, I get the last word Stop in. Stop right there. Ah! Who's that? You're scaring me. You, Tom. You? You. You, you stupid bitch. I ain't some missionary of blackness. No lone ranger, neither. Don't you know me? I guess so. I freaked that you were one of the crazy people I hang out with. Tell me about it. I dragged myself up into the light to get you to think, girl. Think and stop running like some crazy before you crash big. So you got the name Jones. You still you. Don't make you better. You listen to me for once? Yes. Okay, I'm listening. What's your point? Oh, my point is you always running. I'm trying to talk to you nights while you just go on snoring away like some dumb old drunk. You know you snore, girl? I 
do? Nah, shit drives me crazy every night. I'm trying to slip you advice and symbolism and dream imagery spite of that racket. So listen, so we can be done with this whole who the fuck am I? You listening? Let's get done with it. So you want to know who's who, then ask yourself who you know with the name of Jones. Jones Brooks, oh my God. I've been warning you about things for years. You remember all those dreams I slipped you about pigs? Clever, right? Wrong, you just order you some ham sandwiches in the commons. Or the help slips you bacon for breakfast. Shit. You never listen to me, but you listen to that hard, girl. I'm talking pig selfish. Like you're so busy with you that you don't see everybody else hurting around you. Life is hard on people, but you just pay no mind to the wise piece. That's me, and I'm sexy, yeah. You're so hot on the new stuff with the Haggio boy and being the lead in the play, you forget there's people around you barely making it. I ain't talking life on the streets. I mean people you meet every day. So think now. All I'm asking is from now on, think. You ain't the only queen in the deck. Sorry I called you a stupid bitch, but well, you are. Stupid, selfish bitch. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, that's you. Maybe, I guess. You guess? You guess right. See you tonight, light's too bright. Here comes your crazy friend. Uh, okay. Thanks. Episode 8. How Tom advised her hysterical classmate, Gilly Balston. Tommery! Wow, Gilly. Great costume. You look ten feet tall. Seen pear tree? Seen shop. Yeah, I finally get why the queen is called a virago. Ta-da! Amazon! But listen, something awful happened to me. Gilly, you say that every five minutes. It involved Hagio. What? I just left him. He raped me. What? Hagio? You? G Gilly, you're delusional. He did. It, it was just like the scene in the play where my character is supposed to be pretending to tell a lie to Tom Thumb, and then things got fuzzy and it was like going down a vortex or an apple orchard, you know? And I, I was there with this stuff on my finger like apple juice, and I licked it, and it tasted like apples. And then I realized there was this whole Adam and Eve kinky thing going on wherever I was, and like these serpent noises, and somebody was playing a mandolin, except it was called a manjo, because it wasn't exactly a banjo. And these really like doleful sounds were coming out, like at some Shakespeare festival where they have traditional music to entertain the tourists and make them feel they're really there in merry old England, when it's just going to be lycra pumpkin pants and lots of shouting, fake lutes. And brawls ridiculous, right? So, anyway, he tried to rape me while he was playing the manjo. Then I was running down all these hallways looking for campus security to restrain him or whatever it's called. But when I found them, I didn't tell them because I decided to go and have consensual sex with him and then avoid the whole punitive thing. Did I mention it was just a dream? Right. Not. Not really, Hagio. I, I fell asleep during Q to Q rehearsal. Don't you hate tech? Did you think my costume fits? 
I think it's bunching up under my boobs. Gilly, I can't talk to you right now. You're not supposed to be walking around in your costume. Don't you know the difference between art and life? Yes, art is fucking fantastic. And life fucking sucks. There, I'm a queen. What have you got to say about that, princess? Nothing, Gilly, I've got nothing to say about that. Okay then, I'm going to run lines with what's-his-face. Do you think Match is worse than Tinder? Bye, Gilly. Date one of the techies, why don't you? Oh, there's a hot idea. Episode 9. How Tom persuaded her acting teacher, Benjmanj Peartree, not to commit suicide. Hi, Benji. Isn't the set done? Who's that? Tommy, is that you? I'm right here. Can't you see me? My eyesight's shot. My hearing's shot. Neuropathy in the feet. I gave three senses to the theater. Only I kept the other two for me. I have to eat and smell what I eat, Tommy. Because, well, you know I'm a foodie. What else is life good for? That and wine, right? Remember that whole case of Pinot we drank that weekend? Don't you have a fitting with Ginny? Yeah, but I... Benj, I have a personal issue. Would you tell me, this is private, but... You've never had a thing with Ginny Jones Brooks. Oh, God, the titter thing. That teat. Ginny's innocent. Oh, God, I'm not your father, I swear. Oh, that would have been... I never. I'd sooner jump off the Narrows Bridge or hang myself in the rigging. Drink spirit gum. Life so awful. My God, I could never be a father. I'm an acting teacher. It's all going black. I should just... No, Benj, no, stop it. Suicide is not an option. The show, the show, the show, I, show must open. Life goes on. Life, Benj, life. Oh, Tom. Yes, Tommy. You're so... I wish you were my daughter, but you're not. But if you had been... Oh, it's so confusing. But I'd like to take you in my arms and... 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 pry. Go ahead. Really? Thanks. <laughs> no, Tommy. It's over. We shouldn't start things up again. I know. I'm just letting you cry on my shoulder. It was my fault. I threw myself at you. Pinned you underneath all those play scripts in your office. We had amazing sex. Your wine cellar is great. Stop being so morose. God, you're sweet. You think the play will come together? We have a week, right? Yes, you're right. Yes, it's a, a whole week. Where's that lazy TD? I'm calling him up right now. I'm, I'm not lying down, Tommy. You're not lying down, are you? No, you're standing there like a, a sapling in a hurricane, bending, 
not breaking. Tender, yet strong. Not letting the winds of... Gossip? This metaphor is spent. Where are my glasses? Where's the script? Tragedy of tragedies. We've got work to do, Tommy. Forget about doubt. The play's the... Thing? That's better. Well, get to it. Ginny will fit you proud. She's... <laughs> She's the most unselfish woman in the world, don't you think? No one appreciates a costume lady. All those wigs. Then tell her so, Mr. P. And, and don't use the suicide thing, Honor. You've worn that one out. Thanks, Tommy. You're such a good person. Episode 10. How Tom did not eat soup with the costumer, Ginny Jones Brooks. It smells great in here, Ginny. I never think of this as a costume shop. More like a cafe. Just a little soup, you know. Well, don't you look like a princess? Don't you like the frock? I wanted teal, but Benjmonge insisted it couldn't be iridescent. I think this plays very funny. It has to be when the lead is called Hunkamunka, right? I'm going to be blunt. Are you my mother? Oh, so, hem, I'm just a costume designer. Don't you like the swooping bodice? No, they took my name, part of my name, Jones Brooks. It's hyphenated. They took the part before the hyphen. I never cheated before, just once. I did set up a Titter account because, oh, I can't confess. I'm not usually emotional, but I think your mother's a bad, bad, bad person. I can't tell you who she is, but they gave you my name. It's such a common name. Long ago, I added Brooks, but Jones has hung around my neck like like a large seabird from a long and rather delusional poem written by an opium-smoking, adulterous, lazy genius. I miss poetry. There's so little poetry. Do you have any idea what it's like living a lie for someone else while trying to teach 20-year-old girls how to sew and hem and not gossip or dress like sluts? I really don't, Mrs. Jones Brooks. Ms. I never married. I mean... He left. Mr. Gareth Brooks. I sewed all the clothes for the bridesmaids and hemmed all the trousers for the groomsmen, and guess what? Gareth didn't show up at the university chapel with the entire faculty in attendance, and he didn't show up! He ran off with Ada Fetters and moved to Tulsa. I've never dated since. That journalist grad? She was his student. She's editor of this web magazine. Oh, yeah, the common something. I've seen it. It's a webzine. I read it incessantly. It's full of erotic poetry and soup recipes. Are you hungry? Would you like some asparagus soup with quail eggs and caviar? It's my latest creation. The caviar is out of the can. I hope Benji won't mind. I wish I were your mother, but I'm not. You'll have to ask. Ask. No! I swore I wouldn't say a word. I swore, and I should keep my word. I wish I could stand up to them, but... I am looking for Jones. 
Oh, God, it's Crackum. Did she hear? Oh, my God. Run, Tom. She's Monster's ally. Run! The opera lady? Run! Wait, you can't leave in your costume. Jones! I won't get it dirty. Promise. Oh, hey, Mr. Pear Tree loves you. He loves me more than death? How beautiful. Episode 11, How Fissura Crepe Crackum Cracked Open Our Heroine's Destiny. I spy a Tom Jones. Ah! You can't escape your destino. It is I, Fessura Crepe Crackum. Why do people keep abusing me in my driveway? Tom Jones, pound sign mama. You teated it. Oh my god. No, you're not. You're not my mother? I say again, you cannot escape your destino, Tom Jones. Stop talking like we're in an opera, Mrs. Crackham. Are you my... I am your mother. No, Madonna. However, life is an opera. Listen to me, Sprout. This house next door is not safe. A monstrous resides within. He has enlisted me to his service, so he thinks I am his. You see? I teated. I wanted the truth out in the floodlights. And now that it is, I must make a terrible, tragical choice now, Tom Jones. I must choose between my body and your body. What? He bribed me, Bambina, to do things. But I may or may not do those things. I am about to choose now. Well, in just a moment, after a little suspense and a little more, now I am ready, now. I choose. I choose. I. Are you in love with him? He's a slob. Possibly it is love. Possibly it is lust. I choose. I. I will sacrifice my body for you and protect you from the violent carnale. Miss Crackham, don't do anything crazy. Not the crazy, carnale. You are so young and innocent, Tama Jones. And your life is like the plot of an opera by Philidor. Unless I can save you with my body. Your naked body and monster's naked body? Oof. Oh, no. You Americans are so... What is the word? Teso. Tie so up with the tights. No, you are not up with the tights. You are a sweet, innocent little sprout. I wish for you to meet the noble man of your dreams, and he will sweep you away from his monstrosity, and I will sacrifice my naked body to the beast young man and save you. When you are older, you'll understand the adventures, carnale, madonna. Pray for me. 
Go now into your own home. Be safe while I enter the den of the beast. Whoa. Thanks, but don't do it on my account. I mean... I farewell. Farewell. His eyes, they bribe me to him. It's my penance. I am guilty of plotting against you and I would do anything because I have such a pair of scalding pantyhose for him. My mouth is watering. He is so like a beefy steak. But you, you will distract his mother and I will send her to your home so I can interview the beast alone. It is the force of our destinos, Tamajons. Uh, uh, oh, I'm too tired to argue with you, Miss Crackham. Good luck. I break a leg. Right. Fine. I'm going home. Episode 12. How Brigitte Perfect Pants Whiffle brought our heroine's agony to an end. Hi, Aunt Brigitte. I'm not going to be good company. I'm really tired. Rough day. You poor thing. I feel so... This has been a trying day for you and your... My brother. You really left your son alone with that crazy... Opera person? Yes. They seem to be in need of... Privacy. So hard when an offspring desires something and you can't give it. What? Wait, you know something. Something about it. Don't you? Well, what do you know about my mother? See, when the one you love wants something and you don't think they should. What's to do? My own dear mother, for example. Her death marked me when I was just your age. This blackness crossing my heart. You can't see it, but it's there. It's made me an either. My mother, we were the best of friends, both saps decorating the Christmas tree till it sagged, ice skating, lattes with extra whip, Anyway, she got this terrible transmitted disease, and it multiplied into all these other medical problems, and she wanted morphine, and I wouldn't give it to her. She wanted to go to sleep, to die. I wouldn't give it to her. She suffered. There it is, my dear. Either life is supposed to be hard, or it is supposed to be fun. So I spoiled Monster, and ruined him the other way. There is no right and wrong as a parent, Tom. There's only more wrong or less. A good parent just makes as little wrong as possible. There's one piece of advice I can give you as a gift. Well, oh, Tom, I shouldn't say anything. Say it. I'm a terrible mother. I was a terrible daughter. But yes, it's true. Yes, it's me. I'm your mother. I did it. You did? You're my mother? Who's my father? Oh, Mr. Summerstraw, mm, mm. he worked with fish at Pike's Market. Sadly deceased shortly after your conception. But in those days, out of wedlock, our gallops would have kicked up a scandal. You, you are really my mother. I'm afraid so. If you had ever seen Mr. Summerstraw, 
You'd understand why I sinned. What else could I do with these excessive urges but mount that fine steed of a man? The best hours of my life were spent cantering with... I I'm sorry for all the equine. I mean, I'm overwrought. Then Monster is really my... half-brother? Mr. Perfect Pants is my uncle? Yes. It was all to protect the family reputation, to keep the stockholders from finding out my brother had a fallen woman as a sister. That's why I never ask for money or anything. But now that the company is rebranded Ed and Muff, who cares if anyone knows? You're so brave. Now that I have a real mother, I know I can be good. Oh, of course you can, dearest Tom Jones. Yes, you can. And maybe so can I. You'll play the lead in that tragedy of tragedies play at school and graduate and love some nice man or woman. Man, Hagio. Our own tragic, promiscuous days are behind us. Oh, mother. I got lost, but now I'm no longer a foundling. Come to the conclusion of another Sun Radio Project, a new episode for the 22nd of February, 2016. This featured all pieces produced, written, and directed by Connor Kearns. And we're going to do something we never do. For Trouble, the first piece, the contributors were Robert Bell and Seth Watuki. For Fire Sale, Seth Watuki, Tabitha Trozen, Emily Welch. And for the last piece, Tom Jones in Seattle, Randall Howington, Taylor Grady, Shan Applegate, Matt Ostrowski, Alexander Lumiere, Emily Welch, Seth Witoki, Gwendolyn Duffy, and Murren Kennedy. We'd like to thank Connor Kearns for writing all these pieces. We'd like to thank you for listening. We hope you'll listen ne next month when we do another riff on Tom Jones. And uh, in case you forget, there is radio theater every damn Monday night at 11 p.m. here, right here on KBOO.FM. Don't go away. Something is coming up right behind me and it feels like tiki. Get in bed, turn out the lights, get your whiskey, and enjoy yourself. Good night. Thank you for listening.
Tiki Cha Cha Club. edition of that wacky uh, 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 oh, I mean it's the tacky cha cha what are you talking about it's the cheeky or the tongue in cheeky cha cha club is it the duty caca club no no it's not it's the kishy cha cha club no that means either it's the hippie cha cha club that's right Jefferson Airplane over there. Hey! Oh, <laughs> uh, no. All right, we're laying our cards on the table again. And we want to let you know you're listening to uh, the Tiki Cha-Cha Club. From the corner of Calacalo Boulevard and Bourbon Street, in a little Spanish village, a small discotheque on the Isle of Capri. This is the Tiki Cha-Cha Club. 